failed our driver's test. Our parents have to sell our house to a country club? Question mark. We're not Liberace, and we never say die. What does that mean? That means it's time for another installment of Nobody Puts Jeremy in a Corner, Goonies Edition. From the Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. Joining me to discuss the trouble shuffle, Joey Pants, and the ongoing fear of Anne Ramsey, I have three of my fellow adventurers. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne Lenholm. Hi, Anne. Hi, Hillary. I've set lots of booty traps in case the <laughs> Fratellis are behind us. Um, Rory did tell me that uh, Data is the only person that he trusts in all of the Goonies. And I was like, I think that's probably a good take on that. Um, I wrote this as from the Hot and Stuff Studios. (laughs) You are Hot and Stuff. From the Hot and Stuffy Studios in Linwood, Washington. It's Christy Wise. Hello. Hello. Um, And obviously, in the Bravo's hit reality TV series, Below Deck Studios, it's Jeremy Holmes. Hi, Jeremy. In the words of Captain Lee, I would rather drag my dick through 10 miles of broken whiskey bottles than have those assholes on my boat again. (laughs) That seems extreme. Uh Captain Lee is a man of extremes. He's extremely tan. I can tell you that much. He's got some chompers. Um, okay, as usual, we'll do small talk, mailbag, medium talk, Tishy recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, I'll take us into small talk, and I'm immediately going to throw it to, I think, Jeremy, who has started electrocuting himself. So tell us about that, Jeremy. Yeah, well, on purpose. I've electrocuted myself several times <laughs> in my life, but I haven't done it on purpose. Is this like, is this like microdosing? It's like <laughs> microdosing electricity. I'm trying to become a superhero. Okay. That's what's happening. <laughs> um, it's not working so far, but uh, no. So my whole life, I'm pretty sure it's a combination of ADHD and God knows whatever else is wrong with me. But I have always struggled to get up in the morning. Even if I get a lot of sleep, um, I have a hard time getting up. I can I can sleep through alarms like you would not believe. I'm one of those people that has to set like 25 alarms and they're going off forever. When I was in college, it was becoming such a problem that I got one of those like old school like you know, proper alarm clock with like the hammer and the bells and everything. Oh boy. I put it underneath a milk crate and then I took a big bowl of water and filled it to the brim and set it down on top of the milk crate so that the alarm would go off and I would have to go through some kind of, you know, mental, like I would have to wake up enough to be able to pick it up without spilling water everywhere and set it down to then unleash the uh, alarm clock from the cage so I could turn it off. Um, mm, so like the chicken would lay the egg, which would roll yes. down the chute, yep. which would the start yes. the sprinklers. The balloon. Would, yep. and- <laughs> I looked at alarm clocks that um, that like had little helicopters that shot out that you had to get. I looked at alarm clocks that like drove what? across the floor and hid under the bed. So you had to try and find it. Like I, I it, it honestly has been a, a like a real, very real problem in my life. Um, it was with my first marriage. I'm sure Christy has been more than gracious, but I'm sure that she really loves Christy will like, like her, she'll wake up like 30 seconds before her alarm goes off and just get out of bed and walk into the shower. And I'll be sitting there with my alarm going off for two and a half hours and she still has to wake me up. Um, and so I have like perpetually been looking for a solution. Oh, I should say when I was a kid, um, I would actually get like violent, like verbally, assault my mom or dad when they would try and wake me up in the morning um 
to the point where Jeremy, just to just to like let you like I'm sympathizing. I wake up okay now, but one time one of my friends came in when I was taking a nap in college, and she was like, "Wakey, wakey!" and I kicked her in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm there with you. Yeah, I I had a friend that told me he wasn't going to spend the night at my house anymore because he got uncomfortable with how like violent I was towards my parents <laughs> in the morning when they would try and get me out of bed. Uh, and now we have that with Elliot. So you got yours back, but what did I do wrong? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you exactly. married me. What did you do? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, so yeah, it, it has been a lifelong issue. Um, and so a lot of the time, like if I stay up late and I know I'm going to have a challenge, like it's going to be even harder for me to get up in the morning and I know I'm getting up early, I will like sleep down on the couch and that sucks because I would love to sleep in a bed with my wife, but I also, and she wants me to be up there. I hope, um, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm sure she also doesn't want to get up two hours earlier than she needs to while my alarm clock's blaring. And she also, uh, should not, and does not want to be the person that is responsible for actually waking me up. Cause I am a grown ass man and that is my own responsibility. So, Finally, after a lot of frantic, not frantic, a lot of Googling and research and whatever, I found this thing, <laughs> I found this thing kind of via Shark Tank. Um, <laughs> We're Mike would be so proud. On, all the best inventions come from uh, Shark Tank. On Indiegogo, <laughs> and it is called the Shock Clock. This is the, the version three, and I backed this project, and it, it kind of looks like an Apple Watch um, or probably looks more like a Fitbit and you put it on and um, it gives you a little electric shock it has these two big metal plates on the bottom and uh, you wear it on your wrist and it comes with a little device that you can put over the clasp so it's even more difficult to get off um, and then you attach it to your phone and you can go through and you can set all these different alarms on it so like for instance the way I have it set is that the phone it vibrates and it vibrates pretty hard and then if i don't get up 30 seconds later i start getting that's when i start getting the zaps i get like a series of five zaps and you can set the um the intensity you know one to a hundred and then i have it like every 30 seconds after that it goes through that cycle again it vibrates it gives you zaps the zaps increase and then once you actually to turn it off if you want to turn it off i have to do jumping jacks so i have to do <laughs> I have to do three. You have to like exercise also. Yes. Well, you have to be standing up and moving your body and swinging your arms to be able, because it has like a motion sensor in it or whatever, to get it to actually turn off to stop electrocuting you. <laughs> um, you can also set it so that you uh, you put a QR code somewhere in the house and you have to go scan it with your phone to get it to turn off. Um, you can set it so that if you try and hit the snooze button, it shocks you again. <laughs> Um, God. And like, honestly, um, I mean, I'm if 40 years in and like it, it works every time. Um, and like, I, I love it, but I also have this uh, something about it. But you also fear it. Well, it feels like I feel bad for some reason. Like, I feel like I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Like it's some kind of weird, like something. It feels so like medieval and like I was going to say it's like. I mean, having recently watched The Da Vinci Code, <laughs> you know, when he like um, does the whatever, what is it called when you like smack yourself on the back with the like oh, self claws or whatever? Yes. yes. Yeah. Like, my thing is, I would be scared to go to bed just because I'm like, what happens? <laughs> 
like if this does it when you say like does it hurt yeah. or is it just like, sort of startling what are, okay. what are we talking about here can can we get some sort of scale on yeah. this zap yeah so you can it goes from from zero to a hundred um i would say on the bottom end it feels like the equivalent of like licking a nine volt battery like just a little tingle, but you can. Which, of of course, we've all done. So we <laughs> no know way. what that feels You've never like. I've done a, it. Okay. No. Why? 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 Why would, would I would do check that? it? That that was like a thing that bullies did to little kids. Like, oh, check it to see if it's fresh. Oh and then no! You look at it and it zaps you. No. My dad did it when he was teaching me about like how circuits work because your tongue closes the circuit. Sure. No. It's science. That's parenting. Anyway, so I guess the equivalent would be like your hand fell asleep and it's not like those really like deep pins and needles. It's just kind of like a little faint fuzz. Like tingly. Yeah. 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 Okay. When you go up to 100, I mean, it's genuinely painful. Like I would compare it to. um, Where would you put a tattoo on there on that scale? Oh, probably about the same. I mean, it feels like there's needles going into your skin <gasps> at that level. Hmm. And, and you feel the muscles like tense and stuff. It's not enough t- for uh. you to get hurt or anything. But, you know, it definitely like it definitely motivates you. I will say that um, <laughs> I a lot of the time don't even make it to the point where it shocks me in the morning now. Like it vibrates on my wrist hmm. and I wake up because like apparently my brain is so terrified of it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a genuinely unpleasant experience, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean it, you know, it, it definitely stings. I have it like, I think I have it at like a 50 or something, but you can do all sorts of weird combinations and set the timings different and whatever works. But, um, have you, have you ever used one of those e stem machines? Yes, we have it. We have one. Okay. So, is that comparable in any way? So have you ever like gotten to where like the max that you can feel and then you accidentally click it up like three or four more? No, because when my chiropractor uses it on me, she's like, tell me when it's enough. And I'm like, more, more, <laughs> more. <laughs> okay. She will max that dial out. And I'm like, ah. yeah. Yes, there it I, is. I would say those machines to me anyway, when I used it, it felt more like a deep, like you could feel your muscles Contra- contracting contracting that's something else um and this is more like a really sharp kind of like a sharp pinching needle type pain mm. so you know like if you if you get the machine to like the max that is comfortable and then maybe tap it up a little bit to the point where it, it hurts and like you're jumping a little bit that's probably where a hundred is i mean next time i see you guys we can all test it out it's really easy like yeah oh cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. the sure. other day i was trying to do something i can't remember what but i was trying to do something and i pressed the wrong button and it did the little like test shock <laughs> i like jumped in the bed <laughs> christy's like what happened i'm like i accidentally shocked myself <laughs> my my friend katie one time this is just another one of her uh kind of like being dumb i love you katie um she her they don't use these anymore but her uh dogs had like a a, like a bark collar like when they barked it shocked them a little bit which is so mean now that they have had it but she put it around her neck and she barked and she was like oh that hurt like well that's the point yeah Uh, anyway yeah well I'm I'm happy that you're finding a solution. It scares me, but I'm happy you're finding a solution. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a little like a little saw esque, which isn't the greatest yeah. thing in the world. But um, but like, I mean, it it feels like a genuine miracle. Like it it 
is like a huge life changing thing, which is also embarrassing as like a 40 year old man to say that I finally figured out how to get out of bed. I just have to wear a watch that electrocutes me. (laughs) I mean, is it just that your body's natural rhythms are so different from the, you know, normal nine to five grind? Because I had a coworker like that. If you wanted him to be in the office at 8am, it just wasn't happening. And he was totally like responsible, adult who could do his job but he came in at 9 30 every morning because that was just when his body allowed him to do that so i don't know maybe you're not built for this corporate life no i mean or (laughs) yeah that that's definitely part of it and um sleep issues both oversleeping and undersleeping are also like huge uh um whatever they're called symptoms or whatever Mm. of uh adhd so they're really common yeah. to line those things up. So I've always been like a, a night owl and function very well on a low amount of sleep. Um, but but yeah, this is like this is not like I used to feel bad, like, oh, I'm just broken. Like, I just am lazy and have no, no self-control. Mm-mm. But this is like I mean, it was like when I would get drunk and I would black out and wake up and be like, oh, God, what did I do? Like I would wake up and realize the alarm has been going off for two hours and I like screamed at Christy or told her like, I'm up, I'm up and like <laughs> would be like pretending then, to uh, read a book or looking at my phone or whatever. And <laughs> like, I remember none of it. None of it. It's weird. Wow. Yeah. I would like to propose that this could have all been solved many years ago if you just had Jean come into your bedroom in the morning <laughs> And push on the corner of your mattress, bounce it up and down, and go, wakey, wakey. <laughs> I don't uh, think he would feel it, honestly. Oh, believe really? me. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite literally the worst thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> and you it can is ask traumatic. my brothers. <laughs> wakey, wakey, Oh, my God. Is she oh, coming to Seattle anytime soon? around? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm electrocuting myself and I will try anything (laughs) (laughs) oh well I hope it continues to help you and maybe it'll like trick you into not actually ever really having to feel that again they that same company has another device called the Pavlock that's very similar and it's (laughs) it's supposed to help you with like snacking and like smoking and stuff so you put in there what what you're trying to stop and it like tries to tell I guess by the way that you're moving like if your hand's going to your mouth over and over again like it somehow knows what you're doing and will like shock you so that (laughs) so that uh I mean it's named after Pavlov's dogs or whatever uh yeah it's wild yeah it's wild Oh, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, keep us posted. We want to hear more. <laughs> <Called you>. um, <laughs> we want to hear it like in six months. We need to do a check-in. Um, all right. Let's go to the mailbag. We actually got a fair amount of mail this week. We kept, we just kept getting them. Um, and a lot of it has to do uh, with our show that was what? Like three weeks ago at this point, <laughs> I think. <clears throat> um, anyway, but there were some good comments. Bree uh, mailed in and says, Hey, Tishy friends. I kept wanting to send in my things that stick in your head story, but kept forgetting. However, your proclamation that you love them urged me to send this one. Yes. One of my, uh, yes, please. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
One of my husband's childhood friends happened to marry a woman that I went to the same high school and college as, but I'm about three years older, so we didn't really know each other then. One day, we were discussing Greek life that at our alma mater when I said that I, what sorority I had been in, and she immediately responded, oh, those are the pretty dorks. She attempted to backtrack, and I laughed it off. It stuck with me for a while until my husband asked me what I thought of the sorority she was in when I realized the answer was they were the snob- snobby party girls. I figured pretty dorks was probably the better label to have. FYI, <laughs> she is lovely, and we are still French. College sorority stereotypes aside, free. Oh, Yes. Uh, the sorority. And also, yes, of course, the pretty dorks are way better than the snobby party girls, please. I mean, I don't understand where the insult is. She said yeah. you're pretty. Yeah, exactly. Right. The pretty before the if dork. she just said if they were the dorks, I'd <laughs> yeah. be like, excuse me? Um, I'm sorry, what? No, I, I agree. I think that pretty dorks. I would have been like, okay, you think I'm pretty? It reminds me of... This, like, joke that Sarah Silverman, who's whatever, she has her issues, but she mm-hmm. was like, I don't care what you think of me, just as long as you think I'm thin. And I was like, oh, God, I've thought that so many, pathetically thought that so many I know. times. It's so <laughs> fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> it's so fucked up. Um, okay, Renee says... Uh, when lady mice were discussed, I thought our problem solved. Two weeks ago, I learned we were wrong. Oh, so no. very wrong. <laughs> so much new evidence. Poison seems like an appetizer to them. I heard them squeaking in the unfinished ceiling area of our basement storage room. Found this one in another weird storage-esque space. I go out of town tomorrow. Husband says he'll work on it. The story is far from over. They are gross, but also cute. Luckily, they aren't frightening, but must seriously must go. The basement is my office space and my workout space. I don't want to share anymore Renee oh, Renee I'm sorry the worst was she attached a picture and I wanted to throw up <laughs> it wasn't the video that did it oh I oh. didn't even go past I didn't even get to You're that. like I'm good oh, I'm man. done yeah I'm not clicking on any video I, I mean I feel this. really what lucky Renee has mice um. Oh, Renee, <laughs> give me a call. Renee has you're, my, I was going to say, Jeremy, local, you're the she? expert on this. No, no she's, she's in Colorado. Oh. Yeah. oh, that's local enough. Renee, I'll come out. <laughs> no, but really, Renee, I don't know why I keep saying your name over and over again. Um, so, Renee. Yeah, hey, Renee, uh, if you actually do want help, like, let, let me know. I can at least, um, like, help you walk through if you get some crazy quote or something. Yeah, what is this that she says poison seems like an appetizer to them? Does that make sense? Yeah. So in, in one of the pictures, no, I'm sorry, I asked you a question, then I interrupted you. Okay. In one of in one of the pictures, or maybe it was the video, the mouse is next to the thing that I described as a blue cheese it. Yeah. The little like poison cracker, yeah. essentially. And it seems like a lot of it has been eaten. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes that means that there is so many that even though some of them are dying, um, there's plenty of other ones. And so it's not actually impacting anything. Um, sometimes what? sometimes there's rodents that are like um, uh, trap shy or um, know that it's bait because they're smart enough to do it. If you handle if you handle it with your hands, with your bare hands without gloves, your smell is on it and sometimes that's enough that they they won't always eat it. Um and mm. now there are rodents that are resistant to some of the pesticides that they put in rodent bait. Um, oh my god, it's like when we don't finish our antibiotics, resistant. we get super <laughs> yes, exactly. antibiotics. Exactly, I don't yeah. want to live in this world when, anymore. <laughs> I, I will say when I was poison-proof mice. When I was doing pest control, there was a restaurant up um, 
kind of near Capitol Hill called Thompson's Point of View. It's not there anymore, so I can say this. I mean, I'd probably say it anyway. But um, they had a really <laughs> bad rodent problem, and the, I mean, there was like rats chewing holes in the wall into the kitchen, and you could see Ugh. the lines on the wall where they were running across. And they had multiple companies out; they couldn't get rid of them. The building was so old and so full of holes that sealing it up completely was not an option. And so they just needed to like try and clear out as much of the population as possible. So I went and I took a bunch of traps and I set them all out everywhere, put peanut butter on them, and then I didn't set them. And then I came back like three or four days later and all the peanut butter had been eaten and I put more peanut butter on it um, because they were not getting caught in the traps when we would put them out. And I did that three or four times and trained them to eat the bait off of the traps. And then one day we came and we set them all. And the next day we came and we caught almost 30 rats. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was just like it was like it was terrible. It was like a I'm laughing I felt like because I had it's committed so a awful. war crime when it's I went so in bad. the next day <laughs> and like yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's gnarly. Like it sucks to do that kind of stuff, but the 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 thing that sucked the most is when you had to actually like be the one to kill like if you caught something alive or whatever, but that's why you should use yeah. snap traps and not glue boards. Agreed, but guess yeah. what? Yeah. It was the glue boards that worked at my I house. Know. Job, it I happens, know. yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Um, anyway. Renee, I'm very, very, very sorry. Yeah, so good talk. luck, Renee. If you guys yeah. want to do a podcast yeah. um, where we talk about pest control, I'm game. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I don't hate that idea. <laughs> no, I don't either. I have I cannot some, be on terrifying, this one. <laughs> some terrifying stories. I'll tell you that much. Okay, moving on. Uh, um Justina says, I have developed a look that would have, oh, this is about witchiness. Um, I have developed a look that would have got me hanged as a witch back in the day. It's that I can see right through your pathetic lies, you little worm look. And people, it can really freak out and insecure, freak an insecure person out. I try to deploy it judiciously, but occasionally it slips out inadvertently. Oops, Justina. Um, and then she gave some advice to Meredith about being a boss, which is actually pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I do try to bottle up that you idiot look, but <laughs> it's slips. hard to contain sometimes. <laughs> it is. Especially when somebody's being a fucking idiot. Exactly. Yes. I wouldn't have to give you the look if you weren't being a dumbass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You deserve this look. Yep. Um, this is Bob. He says, so my favorite witches. Uh, this is some dad jokes. If one of you witches mother's sister attended the coven, would that make a... Would that make a covenant? Covenant. Okay, I get it. I like hadn't really read these out loud. I mean, that's okay. the thing about dad jokes that it always takes a minute. <laughs> and you're like a right. covenant. Okay. If you guys to de- decide to throw together a quick cake and bake it, would that be an easy bake coven? Drump. <laughs> uh, shush. Thank you, ladies and germs. And yes, I would be burned at the stake. Accordion player. Nuff said. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Hell yes. Um. Yeah. That's. Uh, you know, we, we, this we man plays him. the accordion <laughs> to the stake with him. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. And then finally, I meant to read this last week and I totally forgot because my niece, Liz, who I love that she listens and she does listen, but she doesn't, you know, the Gen Zers don't like Facebook. Oh, I mean, no, she'll no, pop no, on no. every once in a while, but she's like, I'm just going to send it directly to you. And it's her birthday today. Happy birthday. Liz. Happy birthday, Liz. Um, she's 18. Ooh. And I, I checked. I said, 
are you can vote? And she was like, I registered this summer. And I was like, oh, I'm so proud. Um, she said, I was in third grade and teacher left the room and said some someone be in charge or something along those lines. And somehow someone had to be president of the room. I, of course, said I will be the president. And this boy, I guess I'll bleep his name, whatever, said, you can't be president. And I said, why? And he said, because you're a girl and a girl could never be president. When I told you my mouth dropped for one in shock of the clear stupidity, but two first time experiencing sexism, not all the same as the body comment, but it's something that always stuck with me. Ugh, I mean, so let's unpack this a little bit. Yeah. Liz is 18. She said this happened in what third grade. So let's yes. just say she was 10. So this happened in 2016. Yeah. A boy said girls can't be president. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that little kid needs to be drop kicked down a wishing well. Yes, he is. I want to like bully him. I bet he's on TikTok. I could bully him. Yeah, <laughs> I could find he's him. He's only eighteen. If a bunch of forty-year-olds <laughs> uh, went after him, we could totally take him down, right? Absolutely. Just don't I mean, do it on social media because they will end us. I know. Shit. Yeah, they will. He has a very, 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 very distinct name, so I feel like I could get him. Put, Bob, put Bobby on it. I mean, no. you could find him, but yeah, yeah, Bobby no. can fuck up his life. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> fuck off, kid. Um, well, Liz, you're better than he is, so don't even worry yep. about that. Um, moving on to the question of the week responses. Why would you be burned at the stake? Um, I was nervous that we weren't going to get any responses, but we actually got a fair amount of really mm-hmm. good ones. I would like to know what would have gotten you burned at the stake, Jer. Um. <laughs> like christy, at, at what point in to, my life we, christy do we have to do a salem history lesson for jeremy is this oh, one no, of the no, things no. that you missed out on <laughs> I, mean, I will say i probably know in the same way that i thought that uh like sacagawea and um the core of discovery had to do with christopher columbus i probably I probably have a totally skewed understanding of what the Salem witch trials are, but I think, Mm -hmm. you know, from even from, even with my simple feeble mind, when it comes to most history, I think I can understand. It's not your feeble mind, it's your feeble homeschooling. That's true. Yes. So I guess, um, would have gotten me burned at the stake at what point in my life? Now. Now? Yeah, right now. If you were living in four, 1693 or whenever it was, and the accusations started going around, why would you have been uh, accused of witchcraft? Um, oh, man. I mean, we, me to help you? I mean, we, <laughs> yeah. Christy knows. Like, Hillary would have gotten it for being a gossip, uh-huh. right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I would have gotten it be- for being a weird lady who read a lot of books. Too sexy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. It's well, impossible, that it's impossible that somebody could be Wasn't that it? sexy yeah. without Christy some was a real witch. Supernatural so. intervention. <laughs> I think um, probably you're not believing in God anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that might would be. do it. And, and liking science and the stars and that was S- Struggling to understand really basic questions on a podcast <laughs> oh no no that would be fine uh, they're like good good yeah no yeah that's probably that's probably true yeah a heretic I, and a point that i made last week is if you if you didn't join in you became a target so i don't see you participating in any 
um, finger pointing at other witches. So that might have gotten you dragged into it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, uh, he, I, I he's not with us. Don't criticize women. I just listen. I just listen. No. I just listen don't to watch. Women. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said just kidding, but I mean, I'm not. I am. I'm not, but I am. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think um, not only would I like to think anyway that I wouldn't be uh, joining in with the finger pointing, but I also have some kind of innate thing inside of me that hates everything that every like if everybody loves something like Hamilton, I like yeah. I, I just have I can't help it. Like, it's just something inside me that's like, no, I'm going to find all the reason that Hamilton sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that kind of goes into the topic of today's show yeah i mean that's why i've never seen titanic right yes mm-hmm. You're it's like this, i'm going to zig when you zag yep yeah. it's this contrarian impulse yeah and i'm the i think hillary and i are the opposite like we want to know because we want to be able to talk about it yes <laughs> yes so you two are trarians and and I are <laughs> exactly exactly i don't want to argue let's just agree it's fine unless it's like my mom and my sisters and then i'm like no you're wrong and let me tell you why i guess one area um, where i do differ in that would be with um bravo's hit reality television show below that, <laughs> you know. as as captain lee likes to say uh, i'm madder than a pissed on chicken <laughs> oh, yeah. how do you um, measure a chicken's anger uh, I don't know. You have to ask Cap- uh, Captain Lee. <laughs> That's true. He's at BravoCon right now. Jeremy, you should have gone to BravoCon. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. I, I wanted to go. It's really expensive. It's like crazy expensive. That Australian captain would have been really nice to see in person. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm, All right. We're going back to the question of the week responses. No oh, more below deck. Right. <laughs> um, well, how about just Bravo universe stuff in general? No, okay. no, right. not this. Um, gotcha. uh, listen, I will go deep on that. But uh, for now, Tier says, yep, I never fully obeyed the uh, authority. I yeah, mean, I see Tier getting burned pretty yes. quick, frankly. Pretty quickly, yes. Um, Amanda says, I'm a divorced older woman, probably reason enough. But I'd like to think it's because of my craftiness. She is quite crafty. Well, I think her craftiness would be valued back yeah. then. But divorce... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Julie says I've been exploring pagan spirituality I have three cats and I like to dance oh and I can swim (laughs) so yeah I'd be tied to a stake and burn for sure um, Carolyn says, I own a black cat. I can read. I, I read it as I can't read. And then it made me laugh. That You're she like read, sad. I, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't attend church. Well, she can't read, but she can write. <laughs> no, wow. <laughs> um, Anne says, too many questions, not enough deference. All in caps. Yep. Agree. Yep. Um, Kalina says, I like to point out to men when they're wrong and let them know they're not the boss of me. Hell Yeah. Um, Bet says cat single mother for some time ability to butcher whole deer <laughs> uh, independent I can swim and read the list goes on and again I don't think <clears throat> I don't think the ability to butcher a whole deer is a non-starter back no. in yeah, no. the 17th but century were women allowed to hunt that's the thing yeah I don't know all I know is if I you know I was thinking about um, um, yellow jackets and I would want bet to be stranded with me because i don't think i could butcher i mean maybe mm-hmm. if i was really hungry i could do it but i'd want somebody else there that was comfortable like you know getting into all that um ken says as a gay person they certainly would have been happy about me having relationships with men 
that's great. Uh, Lane says the list of reasons it's really long, too independent, educated, and opinionated, organic chemist, i.e. potions master, no kids True. in my thirties, etc. But perhaps the biggest red flag w- would be my penchant for feeding crows and ravens and trying to gather them around. Lane, me. you're just doing it to yourself <laughs> at that point. I mean, I might burn you at the stake a little bit if you were around me just kidding I yeah. love you Lane. Um, I started doing this in earnest at the beginning of the pandemic in my apartment in Berkeley and on a good day I would have a small group lined up the railing of my balcony uh, thank goodness I am now back in the Bay Area where the bar for being weird with oh, a weird one is pretty high that is true that yep. is very true you're never the weirdest one in the Bay Area or I am imagine Seattle like you're never the weirdest one there's always somebody a little bit a little bit odder um, and Gregory says, for supporting my witchy wife. Aww. <laughs> Aww, See, that's how you husband. can tell they're still newly married. Yes. <laughs> He's like not throwing her on the flames. Um, well, thanks y'all. Those are really good responses. They made me laugh. Um, yeah. What I take on? from it is we're all pretty much in trouble. Oh yeah. We're in fucked. This community. We're totally fucked. <laughs> yep. Um, should we go to medium to yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yes. talk about our ongoing series, which brings me a lot of pleasure. I hope yes. uh, everybody else in, in enjoys it. Nobody puts Jeremy in a corner. Uh, and we're talking about the Goonies. And it's funny because the last, not funny, haha, but just funny, huh, that the last time you were on, Jeremy, we actually referenced the Goonies. And then we decided to do this. Uh, show and the reason we're doing it is because you grew up and it was one of the movies that you missed out on and then refused uh, to see afterwards because it was those uh, other kids who um, told you you look like chunk right yeah so rude well and honestly after watching it like I'm kind of okay with that He's pretty cool. I know, he's right? Yeah, style. yeah. He's funny. The only thing that I didn't yeah. like about him is he's kind of a little whiner. Like, all the complaining <laughs> I'm not into. And all the stuff yeah. about him, like, like always talking about food. That's more of an inner monologue for me. Um, yep. <laughs> but it's also a little bit of a trope for fat people. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's yeah. it's a it's a 80s trope. Yep. Totally. Oh, there are a number of 80s tropes yeah. that we <laughs> can talk about uh, in this movie. So you watched it this week for the first time, right? I did. I've watched it twice, actually. Yeah, the first and the second time. <laughs> well, you know, we're being prepared. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we're going to talk about it a little hours, bit. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not like, I'm not like anti seeing it like i one of my old co-workers had has never seen star wars and at this point right. it's like it's like his thing that he's never seen star wars so he's like actively not going to see star wars i've never yeah. seen that movie and people would kind of freak out but i wasn't like i'm not gonna watch it it's just that like if there's six or seven seasons of bravo's uh reality tv show <laughs> below deck available on peacock i'm not gonna sit down and watch the goonies you know no. Yeah, I see. No, I had a roommate who was also a, a non-Star Wars watcher, and it had definitely got to the point where the more people were like, "You haven't, you have to see Star Wars." She was like, "No, thanks. Yeah. My life is fine." But yeah. I honestly, I kind of understand the Star Wars thing because it's had such a cultural impact on several generations of people that you're really kind of cutting yourself off from a whole pop culture avenue if you haven't seen it. I don't see Goonies as no. being like a culture shifting force. Yeah. 
there were there so, were two things though that I was like, and this happens. This happened when I watched Arrested Development for the first time, <laughs> like three years ago. Um, they I, all these references that people made all of a sudden made sense. Um, oh, was it about the banana stand? Yes. Well, and I mean, I can't even remember. It was like countless things. The chicken. But definitely the banana stand. The... Yeah. That's funny because I still haven't watched Arrested Development and I know the banana stand. Yeah. And I know yeah. the chicken thing. Yeah. How much does a banana cost? $10? <laughs> um, They're always money in the banana stand. The Yep. Uh, it stuck the the part where they were in the cave. You know that one part of the movie where they're in a cave, um, right? And uh, <laughs> what's his face? <laughs> uh, Data. I almost called him nerd. Data um, uh, does like the slick shoes thing, and everybody goes slick uh-huh. shoes. I um, there's a Christian punk band that I used to listen to back in the day called Slick Shoes, and the oh, that's the cool beginning name. of the title track on their first album is a clip from that movie. And I had oh. I had oh. no idea. I used to li- I've listened to that album probably a thousand times. I was obsessed with that band, and I had no idea where the name came from. So that was that was crazy to see. And then the uh, the hey you guys, <laughs> I had no idea where that came from. So well, yeah, the more well, you know, now you know. No um, all right, so let's. I'm going to do a quick synopsis for. Those people who haven't seen the movie, I mean, my mom probably hasn't seen the movie, so this is for you, Gene. Um, the Goonies is a movie. Uh, it, so, you, we said 80s trope about fat people talking about food all the time. This movie is like a walking bundle of 80s tropes. And maybe it was because it set the 80s tropes. Maybe. You know, maybe yeah. it's not the trope. Maybe it was like the original document or whatever. But it's mm-hmm. about this group of kids who are 12? Oh, Christian. I, yeah, looked, I, I looked this up. Yeah, that they, well, in real life, they were like between 12 and 14. And then, you know, the brother was 16 because he just got, or didn't get his license, but was supposed to. So I'd say 13. Teenage? Yeah, I think when I yeah I looked it up too. I think the younger kids were all around thirteen when it was filmed, and then I think Josh Brolin was like seventeen, and maybe Martha Plimpton was twenty. So was she Chunk really? Was, God, yeah. Chunk was the youngest, 18. and he had like missing teeth. You know, like yep. because he's a little like, kid. still a little kid. They don't make they didn't make him wear dentures back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> like like his teeth were all kind of jacked because he's in between yeah. baby teeth and yes. adult teeth. I assume yeah. that was kids. the meth. He's like a little John Belushi. Yeah, is it John Belushi or Jim Belushi? John Belushi. Yeah, I should have just shut up and trusted. Chunk was in. Yeah, Chunk was in that time when his teeth are all a little wonky because they're all moving around in his head. Yes, <laughs> that very exactly. awkward, large teeth uh, time for kids. But so, like, their ages were relatively comparable to what they were supposed to be in the movie. But anyway, um, they've called themselves the Goonies. That's their gang, sort of. I think there must have been a lot of material around this that was cut because they didn't get a very good sense of oh. why they were called the Goonies. I know. that's. I was like, did I were. miss why? Like, I, I thought that it was because they live in what the neighborhood that's called the Goondocks, which means it's right off the water. Probably all like working class people. Is that a real name? I thought it was just a play on the boondocks and they called their hangout the goondocks. I don't know. I mean, because that's 
everyone called it that, right? Okay, I just read it. The Goondocks is the poor part of Astoria. Blue-collared workers such as plumbers and fishermen live here with their families. Oh. oh. And that's a real thing in Astoria? Oh, no. It's a real thing as far as the movie goes. Okay, well, they yeah. didn't really establish that very much, which makes no. me think yeah. that that was something that got cut. Yeah. Um, well, and also the house situation. That, that, that house. made sense when I was little. But, well, I mean, was it being foreclosed? Like they couldn't pay for it? I have questions. I have a lot of questions (laughs) on, okay, so if, 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 it's not even a government, it's not, I called it eminent domain in the uh, show sheet. It's not eminent domain because it's like a private company that's trying to like raise these houses. But like, they would get money. I mean, that sucks, but they would get money for it. It's not like, it's just very... It's, it seems very weird that well, they're like unless they were all renters and yeah then, it, there was a yeah. passing uh, mention to how they were all hopelessly behind on their mortgages so I uh, assume uh, that the country club owned the mortgages or had yeah, purchased the mortgages the mortgage. yeah, yeah and as a way to get a hold of the property so that they could build the new yeah so they were, maybe the- they were basically doing um. What is that called? Gentrification before that was a word. Because <laughs> they were taking away Gentrification all the Gentrification on uh, white, white people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's not a thing. Um, maybe <laughs> right. there was a, uh, uh, the housing market was really volatile like it is now. Like if, if somebody somehow bought out the house that we live in, we would have to move like 30 miles north, like out, mm-hmm. out farther yeah. away from the well, city. Well, that's what was happening. Yeah. They said they were never going to see each other again, right? Yeah. Like that was their last big adventure. Yeah, which is really sad. But, but this was a '80s trope number, however many was it? Yes. The, the evil land developer, right, is coming for you, and you have to accomplish a great quest or event in order to save the community center or the you know whatever. In in this case, it's save the goondocks, I guess, so that they and all their friends don't have to move. So I feel like that was an 80s trope of like the Richies are the bad guys. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and boy are they. Are the Richies mm-hmm. not the bad guys still? Oh no, they still are, but it just was very Yeah. It was very, very black and white, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the 80s. And so they go on this adventure, they find a treasure map uh for the treasure um hidden by one-eyed Willie. <laughs> Isn't and- that a slang for a penis? <laughs> Like if, well, if I Willy, would have heard one-eyed yes. Willie anywhere, yep. I mm-hmm. I would have assumed that somebody was talking about their penis. <laughs> yep. okay. You would, wouldn't okay. you? I just, wouldn't yeah. you? I wasn't sure. That was another one of those references. I was like, wait a minute. Yep. And so there there ends up being an extensive um, system of underground tunnels and caves, which lead them to Willie's pirate ship <laughs> and all kinds of gold and gems. Unfortunately, they cross paths with the Fratelli family, who I just, I did not remember that was Joey Pants. I didn't Francis either. Fratelli. Teeny, tiny, skinny Joey Pants. Like, yep. he's so young and cute. I really only remember remembered the singing guy. Like oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Robert so like, Dobby. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. He wants a steak. Yeah. Yep. I I never really. I, I mean, both of those brothers are well known, well established, extremely successful actors now. But I was so transfixed by Mama Fratelli and Ramsey, who we'll get to, that I oh, like didn't even pay any attention to them. So the Fratellis, I'm not sure exactly what all their crimes are. 
uh, prison break, obviously, forgery, uh, murder of an FBI agent, abuse of a uh, special needs kid. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess, I guess. But uh, they get wind of this treasure and the Goonies are all up in their business. So they got to deal with this kids and these kids and they go after them. And in the end, they get caught and go to jail and the Goonies save the goondocks because they end up with the jewels that are clearly large plastic (laughs) bits um one of my um friends in college it's so weird because this this is more about jeremy but but in my relationship to this movie this was definitely not one of my movies like i watched Mm -hmm. it a number of times i you know they played it at sleepovers or whatever it was just a movie that was on i was more into like the um actually like the John, John Hughes. Hughes world of like I really you know like the teen worlds of like Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles and Breakfast Club and all of that but like I I watched this a number of times I have some friends that were like very into it like this was their movie they loved it so much and they could quote it over and over again and it makes me laugh so hard because my friend Maggie would always go no Peterman no Peterman <laughs> no sign no sign <laughs> and then she's always like watch when he rips up the paper and then he throws it up in the air and like there's so much more paper like thrown up in the air <laughs> that is actually <laughs> but no, every so- time that was what I was waiting for no Peterman no Peterman <laughs> yeah okay this is interesting too because for all the outrage that Jeremy hadn't seen this, this wasn't a movie that yeah. like loomed super large for me. It came out oh. in 1985, so I would have been eight, which there was no way my mom was going to let me watch this movie when I was eight plus we were living in Europe. So, But I, I think we probably did go to the teeny tiny English language video rental center in Zurich and eventually – that I don't I don't know I can't remember when I saw it so I think maybe it wasn't until I was 12 or 13 so I was past the age where a movie just like gets its yeah teeth into your throat like I think like 11 is kind of that age where something is just magical to you but I guess we must have had a lot of our cohort that felt this way so like I am not shocked and outraged that you haven't seen this, Jeremy, but I am a little bit surprised. Yeah, that's, I can't, especially after watching it, I can't figure out why, like, it must have just not been on my parents' radar, or I don't, I don't know. It seems like, it seems like one of those movies that's kind of relatively pure and innocent. Well, Rory was, because Rory did watch with me, and he, he was like, only... The only reason why they're cussing is because they're scared. Because only bad kids cuss. Which oh. LOL at my. So Never I, mind. There I was mean, cussing. That's why I, I mean, didn't see there it. was cussing. The kids yeah. said like shit or whatever, which I feel like also was a staple of the '80s kids movies. Yep. Is them like they throwing... got a certain number of shits. Yeah, I'm so yeah, yeah, yeah. numb to it now because I get cussed out by my 12 year old. Yeah, I don't even hear it anymore. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. Um, but um. I think this was a legitimately huge movie because there's some heavy hitters yep. behind this story by St- Steven Spielberg, written yep. by Chris Columbus. I think Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall were producers, directed by Richard Donner. These I know. Big 80s names. I totally forgot that Richard Donner. Richard Donner following up like Superman, which is crazy that he's like, mm, I'm going to make like a kid's movie. Um, I mean, Spielberg, I guess it's probably- though. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And they were just kind of capturing that E.T. magic, I guess. I mean, it wasn't directed 
by Spielberg. The only thing that I thought of is another movie that terrorized me as a child that I really, I love, uh, as we know, I love um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I hate Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I hate that movie. So scared scary. the well, shit out of me. A lot of child it, abuse. I know, movie. but Data's but Data's also in it. I'm like, yep. oh yeah, and he's mm-hmm. kind of anyway. I guess he Spielberg was like, this kid's great. Like, let's keep him. He in He is this. great. Yeah, he is great. <laughs> um, this movie is like pivotal in my childhood. I was ten. I got to see it in the theater with my friends by myself. Oh. Like our first movie without parents. I was, I just loved it so much. I mean, I know how you feel about Sean Astin. Oh, and he was my first crush. Like this was, I mean, I had other crushes like Han Solo, like, oh, that's cool. But um, this was like, I'm feeling weird in my body. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) And I was like, and he's my age. Like it it was everything. And then of course, um, you know, with his braces, which were a terrible, they, I don't know if he had them for real, but they looked terrible on screen. But then like, you know, through high school, I kind of had a thing for boys with the braces. So I think <laughs> I held on to that for a long time. Well, but don't imagine you worry, Christy, this- the, the parts that don't work will catch up with the ones that do eventually. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Gross. Um, Please. Was- <laughs> I wish he was referring to his lungs, right? Not his penis. Yeah. Please say it was his lungs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really? It was. Oh. Yeah. I think so. I think it was an asthma reference. Now I which, feel gross. Um, by the way, can we cut that part out? <laughs> no, we cannot. Nope. No, because your reading is entirely reasonable of that. But his mom said something about him. If, are you coming down with asthma? And I'm like, it's not a fucking cold, right? <laughs> no one understood asthma except for you have an inhaler. Yep. But apparently yeah. you, he has to use so much. I know. I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to use it that much. I don't have an inhaler, but I don't think you're supposed to use it like constantly. I, I had asthma at that age. My mom used to have to wait at first base with my inhaler in baseball. And did you ever get to a a point where, you know, you've been having an incredibly stressful day and like running away from bad guys and jumping into cavern reservoirs and climbing on pirate ships? And then um, your inhaler was empty when you needed it and you were like, ah, screw it. And you threw it away. Yeah, I don't have asthma anymore. I didn't think I had asthma at the time. They they told me I had exercise induced asthma, and even then, as a little kid, I was like, "I'm just out of shape." Of course, I'm out of breath when I run. Like I'm I'm chunk from the Goonies. I, uh, but that that stopped you from getting to join the military like you it, wanted it to. So probably saved my life. Thank God. <laughs> no, seriously, that would have been a different path, right? Yeah. So Holy I cow. hope that they, that the Walshes were. Um, planning to move somewhere like a desert because if mikey can't even go outside in the rain the pacific northwest is not the place to live (laughs) that's right she's like he can't go out in this weather i'm like you live by the water right um so i do have to tell you a story about this town it really exists and every year um they have a reunion for the day that it came out um the whole town gets taken over by Goonies fans. There's cosplay. They have a 5K on the beach that starts with uh, Jeeps. And you run after them. And um, it looks great. And all the movie theaters play it. And um, the characters have all come. Like, the, the actors have come to many of them. I know. I'm trying. It is cool. Yeah. I know. I, I was looking up because, obviously, you know the Goonie that I want to be, obviously. 
I want to be Andy. Of course. Um, of course. <laughs> but I was looking her up and I was like, what has she done? She really has it. Because she was actually sort of a pivotal 80s person because she was in a movie that I really did love about another small child that is a nerd. Uh, Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. I loved Lucas. Oh, yes. I loved Lucas. I loved Corey Haim so much. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she was with both the Corys. Um, mm-hmm. But she hasn't really done... She kind of... Everybody has... Well, Chunk and Andy are the ones that are sort of off to the side of the kid characters. Everyone else is still kind of bubbling along to a certain degree. Yeah, as a professional actor. Actor, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they're all still alive, I believe. Well, I but mean, yes, yes. What What is Corey Feldman? I mean, is that he has a music oh, career. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> um... Um, yeah, interesting. So, like, I don't know where to go from here on this conversation about this movie. Uh, I mean, I, I can know, tell maybe... you about my experience watching it. Yeah, please yes. do. Yes. This is another one of those things that, like, I'm embarrassed to admit. I, apparently, I'm just going to come on your podcast and, like, expose, Love it. expose myself. At least it's That's a podcast. Do, At least it's in yes. audio form. Otherwise, yes. we could really get in trouble. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. So like, you know, I, I've said a lot, I have ADHD. Um, sometimes that means I really struggle to, I oftentimes like M2 screening stuff or, um, like I don't even, I can't even remember the last time I went to a movie cause I get really bored when I'm in a movie theater. Um, you, even movies at home really. Yeah. Like that's why shows are good. Cause it's one hour. Yeah, yeah, tap in, tap out. Yeah, I mean, every episode of Bravo's um, hit reality TV show <laughs> below deck, they're an hour long. I mean, you cut out the commercials, you're talking about 45 sure. minutes, but 40, it's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. And this movie is, this is not a short movie. It's two this hours. Hour and a 53. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so we watched it last night. We started at like right when five. Elliot got home from school. Yeah, we started at like mm-hmm. five. I almost immediately started feeling drowsy. <laughs> so <laughs> I was watching the movie. <laughs> The whole time we were watching the movie, I thought I was falling in and out of sleep because I was just really struggling to like, I kept on waiting for the movie to start. Like I wasn't just really like finding myself connected to what was happening in the movie. And so I assumed that I had fallen asleep during like pivotal, pivotal, uh, pivotal moments of the movie so then today i was like i better watch this show before uh take another swing at this before we record the podcast um i had kind of a crazy thing going on at work and so i got a late start but i found a chrome plug-in that lets you watch hbo to go at like 1.5 x so that was helpful nice. <laughs> <laughs> and i put it on and i rewatched the movie and it turns out that i wasn't actually asleep that much during the movie like there was a couple parts that you were I missed. just bored yeah I was just <laughs> bored um and I, I'm not like that's not necessarily a reflection on the movie probably on me more than anything but um yeah it was just kind of like I was more engrossed in um Dirty Dancing is that the well, one that yeah. we watched mm-hmm. uh, yes. no, that's a better movie yeah, I think yes. and you know um, I kind of expected to be really into this because I love a good like I fantasize about going to the woods now and having some kind of like adventure through a cave and you know what I mean? Like uh, waiting for the, uh, you know, some kind of crazy situation where 
our family has to flee to the woods and whatever. <laughs> or like, I love a good coming of age story because there's just all sorts of stuff that I identify with in it. And um, maybe it's because they had friends. Maybe it's because it was a group of friends. And I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really have that until I was like in high school and college. Um, but for whatever reason, yeah. And I, I was just like, it, it just seemed like it seemed like a really long TV show. Like I feel like it could have been. 45 minutes and kind of had all the same stuff in it. Like there wasn't anything super compelling about once they actually started going on the adventure. It was just kind of, it's like a lot of, I don't know. That's the thing that I kind of misremembered about this movie in my head. It was more of the, so like Cindy Lauper, um, video you know mm-hmm. is is sort of like a like replay of the movie a little bit and in my head i think i was like oh they're mostly in in like in the little adventure area yeah. and it's really not like it's a lot of laying the groundwork mm-hmm. and then dealing with the fratellis in the like restaurant place and then and then finally going under there but it's really like the end of the movie that they're down there like it's not mm-hmm. as long as i remembered it being in that part and i, I would Another thing that really stood out to me was the fact that it's like it's like a kids movie. It's very like, you know, whatever, innocent and whatever. And then it's like we got got the gadgets randomly filled with these moments where they're like putting a kid's hand in a blender. Yes. (laughs) Or like throwing him in the back of a car with a dead body. So it's like fun. And then like I feel like kids would have gotten traumatized watching that movie. Yeah, but that was the that was the eighties, as yeah. Chrissy said. Mm-hmm. Kids, yeah. kids were in sort of legitimate we danger in <laughs> the eighties, yeah. yeah. in yeah. in the way that um, we don't really do anymore. Or, or maybe it's just that kids' media has become more cartoonish. Yeah. I don't yeah. even mm-hmm. necessarily mean cartoons, but cartoonish. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what Elliot said. Is I liked it, but it was just so slow. It kind of dragged on, and then you think about like movies today are so like there's something fast going you know all the time there's big big explosions you know like marvel movies or something um but what's really cool about this movie is nothing was cgi everything was actually built like they built that water slide they built the pirate ship like Mm -hmm. all of that stuff actually existed and I was just like, can you imagine being a kid and filming this movie? Like, every day was like a real adventure. How about the yeah. part where they flung that dude on the bike off of a cliff going like 40, <laughs> 45 miles an I hour? I mean, jocks are going to do that. Like, they, Rich guys? Yeah. they literally just That's murdered Try to him. murder people. <laughs> well, I got stuck because I, I kind of, like, there's a little bit more... Um, I want to say this like the the plotting is a little bit better as to like how they actually make the events happen but this was so dumb like the older brother has to chase after the younger brother and they let the air out of his tires of course so he can't ride his yep. bike but how would it be faster to take a six-year-old's training wheel bike <laughs> than run <laughs> just run yeah. is where i really get stuck mm-hmm. on that and of course it has to get to that scene wait, wait, to show also, that even though jump in the car i know well i i don't know she was yeah. busy uh, with rosalita moms. 80s moms <laughs> packing yeah. but like the idea that Josh Brolin is at 17 anyway someone that would be an object of scorn or bullying yeah, or I mean he's already got the girl 
at yes. the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. yeah. basically. Like, he's so... His he, name is Brand. I mean, I know it's Brandon, but it's Brand. That's such I an know. 80s bully I, name. And totally. he's such a good-looking kid. Like, it's yeah. interesting mm-hmm. watching him because, you know, you can see that it's Josh Brolin. But, like, his voice is so different and his face is really so different, too. But I'm like, there's no way. There's no way... This guy is an outsider, even if yeah. he does live in the poor part of mm-hmm. town. But Well, and he had a date with her already set, right? Yep. But she's wearing that other dude's letter sweater? I don't know. Come on, Andy. But his name's Troy. He's rich. She's got to keep Fucking her options Troy. open, I guess. Has there ever uh, been a nice guy, Troy? Ever? <laughs> <laughs> Hillary? <laughs> uh, I played the best. Helen yeah. Troy? Is, is she good? Uh, yeah, yeah, but it, Troy was, she was the place, of, not the person. Troy, yeah. Yeah. In the name. It's close enough. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. the I only, think she was pretty selfish, actually. And <laughs> um, watching it with Rory, the, well, the only thing that really scared him, he was like, oh, I've seen this before. And I'm like, well, you haven't seen it with me. I don't know when you've seen it, but okay. Um, he was very, he was very into it. He, like... Does it, if he's bored with a movie, he'll like he'll just walk out and be like, "I'm gonna go watch my iPad or whatever." But he was very into it. But he was scared when they were gonna um, cut Mouth's tongue. Mm-hmm. That really freaked him out. A- another sort of like child um, violent situation. And he thought he was like, "What is he doing?" When Brand had those, and I'm like, "This is just an '80s workout thing. I can't explain <laughs> it to you." Like the <laughs> like the accordion or whatever the like spring. spring. Thing. At least like, why are there shorts over the does it look bad no it does not <laughs> not on him nope uh, uh, well all right i i will uh. say i used to work at a elks club uh like one of my first jobs was actually um at an elks club and they had one of those machines that was like it was supposed to like shake the fat out of you yeah your thing and they had yeah. some a bunch of those springy things and and these old men would come in and they would grab them and take them into the locker room and strip down totally butt naked and then put their shoes and socks back on and then stand <laughs> stand in the locker room and sit there and talk to their buddies and use their little workout devices. Um, so I can only assume that that's what happens when those guys <laughs> grow up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of locker rooms, in the locker room series in the movie where mm. it's the old guys in the shower and then yep. the kids yeah. are shaking the pipes and it <laughs> oh, rips the Soap faucets on a rope. out of the wall. Soap uh, on a um, rope. I, why I did that the was one guy have... <laughs> no, that's a real thing. Um, why did the one guy have an eye patch? I, I, no idea. Did, Rory and he I both noticed that. Eye. Yeah, so why? Willie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's an allusion to one-eyed Willie. I was like, why? Why is this a choice that we made in this movie? It would <laughs> just be know. somebody said, you know what? I think this guy that's going to be in the frame for five seconds should have an eye patch. It's Throw an eye patch on him. <laughs> eye patch really guy did representation. Yeah, maybe the actor had a bum eye. Maybe he yeah. scratched his cornea on the way into work that wow. day. They had to, uh, you know, didn't want to have to go pick up a new guy from central casting or whatever <laughs> <laughs> we just there's nowhere else that we can find an old white guy to put in the scene i'm sorry not when that take a shirt naked. off yeah. yeah and my question I, for you would be why why not why why doesn't he have an eye patch why isn't there more people in that movie with an eye patch because i want there to be a plan 
Yeah, what they're yeah. true. I, a random decision that does not influence the plot in any way. Yeah. That's such an outlier from anything else that we've done. Why? 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 God always does. Yeah, Jeremy. Why? Yeah. <laughs> does he? I would say, like, I in watching, uh, like, the first, you know, if it's almost two hours, the first hour, 15, I was like, okay, 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 okay. And then the last 45, I was kind of like, okay, this is when the fun starts. Like, when she's mm-hmm. playing the piano or whatever, mm-hmm. the bone piano, I was like, okay, this is kind of, like, fun. And it, it is reminiscent of, like, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where he has mm-hmm. to, like, guess the right, uh, you know, how to spell jehovah correctly yeah. um, I, got, I got so mad at that piano thing which i never <laughs> noticed before was she's like oh, no, oh is it a sharp or is it b flat and i'm like they're the same thing <laughs> well and also that she took lessons when she was four years old and still remembers the names of the notes that's yeah i think she said 14 Oh, I thought uh, she said four. <laughs> You're like, how does she remember yeah, this? Okay, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's, I, I, it just is one of those movies, like Christy, you said, I feel like you were the exact right age mm-hmm. and it, when it came out, so it wasn't like hyped up. It was just sort of like you fell into it and you just fall in love with it. And mm-hmm. then if you see it any later and you're just kind of like, oh, okay, like that was Fun. That was yeah. fine. Like fun. it's a fun movie. Yeah, you're like Jeremy's I can... reaction, notwithstanding. <laughs> you know, I, there's some good parts and there's some stupid parts. I have a, a question. Um, maybe I missed this on both of my watchthroughs, <laughs> but is there a backstory for Sloth? No. He was dropped on his head. We know that he was dropped on his head, and that's what happened. <laughs> well, so Anne Ramsey said to and him why is he when so she shiny? was like, I know, when she was pleading with him at the end, she was like, "Slothy, I only dropped you once or a couple of times or whatever." <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think that that was what did the damage. I think he's just born that way a little bit, and yeah. then born that it, way, yeah. yeah. He just has some sort of um, genetic, I hate to say defect, because that's the whole point, right? Is that they think he's super scary, but then he turns out to be a wonderful, wonderful person. Yeah. Yeah, It's just hard to look at. Yeah. Oh, my God. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Did, his so ears judgy. wiggled in a way yeah. that <laughs> no. I delighted me. Flat. I'm like, how do they do that? His how, ears how did they? Where, his, just the ears was the headpiece animatronic. And yeah, you can, yes. you can tell. I looked control. it up. You can tell that yeah. the ears are stiff on the bottom because of the whatever they had to put in there to get his ears to flap. Because it's just the top of them that's flapping. I it just delights me. It delights <laughs> me those flappy ears. But okay, so. Jeremy, your trauma from this movie came when those other boys said that you look like um, Chunk and wanted you to do the Truffle Shuffle. Yeah. And so I want to know how you feel about Chunk after seeing this movie. Well, I'll tell you. Um, initially, when I found out like what the Truffle Shuffle actually was, um, <laughs> in the words of Captain Lee from Bravo's hit reality TV series, <laughs> Below Deck... It really wrinkled my ass. Mm. Um, But after watching the movie, like I said, you know, I think that uh, it's kind of cool. Like, I've come to a place where I really embrace my uh, 
embrace my my chunkiness and um work through a lot of that i guess and so it, it doesn't the trauma doesn't feel as like present as it was at the time because at the time it was something that was really genuinely hard for me um yeah and uh and so you know i i, I like i said i watched it and i was like hey <laughs> that guy uh he's kind of cool like i liked his style uh you know a few a few quibbles about his attitude here and there, but he was funny and lighthearted <laughs> right. and uh, goofy. They uh, tricked him into knocking down a door, which I <laughs> definitely <laughs> identified with. And, uh, um, uh, you know, it was it wasn't a bad movie, but uh, no, I, no, it's just kind of boring. I, you know, it's just not I for think, me. But I get that other yeah. people like it. I understand. Why. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I made I sort of referenced this when we were first talking about it a couple of weeks ago. That's where when I was a kid chunk is an object of like scorn and mm-hmm. pity you know because when you're that age all you want is to not be different and not be lame or whatever who knows um, but as an adult I watch him and I am delighted by that kid yes he's, mm-hmm. I've always loved his confession scene mm-hmm. where, it's so good and when, then, when, and the, yeah, when they're gonna put his hand in the pleasure <laughs> and so he confesses to everything oh he's ever done including the fake barf off the balcony oh in the God, movie theater so which good. makes everybody else barf yeah. i love that so much and he obviously he is saved a, the day at the yeah. end yeah. and he's you know, petrified of sloth as they all were, but then he really came to accept this misshapen. And I don't know, maybe, maybe he had, adopted him at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Ooh, without asking his mom, gonna, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna come and live with us now. Okay, they, they, he's bringing a forty-year-old <laughs> disabled off, man home. They cut out the scene like from b- the end of Bigfoot or whatever, where they take him out to the woods and. Let him go. Go on. <laughs> go get, on. Get, go get. <laughs> Carrie and Henderson. Yeah. You know, it's. Oh, yeah, we go. That I, one. <laughs> I, um, yeah, he ends up being sort of a, a little bit of a cutie. And I, I, you know what I did love at the end when his mom, whatever. I mean, his mom supports him and his body and whatever he wants to eat. But when his mom brought like the old school dominoes, <laughs> dominoes. I like delighted <laughs> me. I was like, oh, see, his parents are supportive, except they sent him to a fat camp. But they were supportive <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think that this movie is some sort of, um, you know, Gen X masterpiece the way that it's um, portrayed. It's got a lot of really clunky stuff. You can see the Steven Spielberg touches, uh, especially yeah. in like Data's gadgets where yes. and mm-hmm. the music is like dun 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 And I'm like, OK, but there are some moments into it like when mikey is i don't know being a dreamer being an adventurer you know talking to one-eyed the skeleton of one-eyed willie that's genuinely touching yeah his motivation to He's crying yeah, yeah you know to not only like save his uh, home and keep his family and friends together but this sort of respect that he has for this pirate and what this person achieved like that's really nice and I would say um, I have very little patience for Corey Feldman in anything yes I just find his whole vibe 
pretty and gross. Yeah. But um, when they're down in the wishing well and whoever mm-hmm. Martha Plimpton is saying, we can't take this money. This is other people's wishes. And he has that speech about this is my wish. This is my wish. And it didn't come true. And I'm taking it back. That was genuinely good acting mm-hmm. for a 13 year old. Yeah. yeah. That was Steven really Spielberg well done. really gets kids. Like he is good with kids. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but of course, at the end, I'm like, Rory was like, that's funny. And I'm like, that's rude. When he says, when she's like, your you face. know, yeah, when he says you're pretty, like, despite your face. And I'm like, what a dick. Don't <laughs> date him. You're older than he is. And he's annoying. Yeah. Why is Martha Plimpton's character in this movie? Like, I didn't even know the character's name was Steph until no. this watch through. No, I don't know. Be- because I- is is she like the barb of Stranger Things? Yes. She's just there to tell the pretty girl like, like to discuss the mm-hmm. love life is yes. why she's there. Yeah, and I have a feeling that she also was a goonie. Like she lived there. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because at the beginning they show her like I don't yeah, know, getting at a the crab or fish yeah. or something. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she's definitely like of those those people. Yeah, it is sort of weird because like in pretty in a pretty in pink, you know who the rich people are and you know who the mm-hmm. poor people. Like there is a dividing line of like who is Blaine and who is Andy you know mm-hmm. why is every girl named Andy anyway um, <laughs> um, but you kind of know and this it's a little bit more nebulous like do I don't know if Andy in this is wealthy maybe she is or is she just she is pretty she said but I'm not a goonie yeah, oh, right. yeah and right. she wears the tennis skirt right I think yeah. that's a real yeah. rich I mm. could just not help feeling so sorry for that Carrie Green the yes. actress that tennis skirt was tiny. I know. Like, it possibly covered her butt cheeks. And she had to go running around <laughs> on that set in those in underground water, caves in, in the, the water <laughs> with yeah. those completely bare legs yep. all the time. I just, ugh. I hope I they didn't so do a cold. James Cameron where they made it cold. I hope the water was at least somewhat warm. Um, the final thing that I was thinking about, there are a couple of characters. I don't know this woman's name. But like Anne Ramsey and the woman that was in both, she was in Teen Witch, she was in Sixteen Candles, and she was in Poltergeist. Those two women, like in my 80s mm-hmm. brain, scared the shit out of me. Oh, I was like, absolutely. they're just these like mean older women. I don't even know how old they were, but they seemed very old to me. That's and just true. like, that's they- really interesting. I'm going to look up and see how old Anne Ramsey was. Oh, she scared me so badly. Mm-hmm. That other one scared me more because she was in a scary movie. Yeah. (laughs) Let me see. So this came out in 1985. Anne Ramsey was born in 1929. Okay. So So she was 56. She wasn't that old, but she seemed real old. She seemed really old. But she really specialized in like mean old ladies. (laughs) She did. Yeah. She did. I know. And she I think was so good. She wished she was perfect at it. She and she had that voice that was just mm-hmm. and like went along with it. Oh, yeah. Like if she was my mom, I'd be scared. <laughs> too. Oh, she died only a couple of years after this movie came out. She died oh, wow. in 1988. Yeah. Wow. And when actually, did when did Throw Mama from the Train come out? I think that must have been before. 1987. I was gonna say it was not. It was only. A little bit. So she that. died wow. the year after that, and also the actor who played Chunk also died a, just a couple of years after really? the movie came out. He was thirty-eight Aww. when he died. Are you sure? Because he goes to the. Um, are you sure? Because he's I'm gone to sure. the um, the reunions a bunch. John Matuzic. 
died June 17th, 1989. Maybe he went in the... No, his name is Jeff Cohen. No, that's Chunk. No, that, that's Chunk. Oh, that's what I thought you said. Sloth. I may have. Sloth. 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 Oh, sloth. okay, okay, yeah. Christy, okay. Did, you, did you look up a picture of Chunk today? Yeah, I know. He's like skinny and cute and... He looks like Jeremy. He looks like, looks like me. <laughs> He, he does? Like oh, Jeremy. my God. Let me see. Yeah. Minus the skin. He's part real cute. And the cute part. Whatever. Oh, oh my God. He totally like does. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh. Uh, Those kids were onto something, Jer. Yeah. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> they knew. <sighs> well, yeah. I, I mean, I have to say, rewatching it for the first time in a billion years, I felt like it was long. Yeah. But I didn't hate it. No. Like, it was there were some parts where I was entertained and there were some parts where I was like, okay, come on, let's, I know, let's move this along. Come on. You, you knew what was going to happen yep. too. So you're like, okay, let's get to the part. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Yeah. We never did finish listing all the eighties tropes, but gosh, <laughs> I mean, there's cow. It does make me laugh. And she's like, I'm not Liberace. And I'm like a kid today would be like, I know oh, what? Liber, <laughs> Liber who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of those references really got dated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one thing, um, I did, one thing I did want to mention is that I feel like there's not enough like booby traps in movies nowadays. <laughs> Like, I was watching that, and I'm like, I do miss this. I feel like Saw kind of <laughs> fucked it up. Like, Saw happened, and now it's just, like, too extreme, and we lost, like, the yeah. fun, innocent booby traps. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway. Yep. Bring back your, no, traps. I agree. Hashtag fall into a Bring pit back the and... boobies. <laughs> Trap. <laughs> God damn it. Because nobody ever got hurt in the 80s in booby traps. No, exactly. Yeah. Even though you fell thing. from like high distances. Oh yeah, like you yeah. fell down a mine shaft <laughs> yeah. or something. Or, you were just like sand. dusty. It was yeah. Really oh, yeah, just quick. a Rube Goldberg machine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which it was you a good used journey to, open to have. The gate too, by the way. Hmm. <laughs> I I was like, couldn't he just reach over and like lift the latch? Yeah. No, because be it took like forty <laughs> seconds to open the goddamn <laughs> gate. <laughs> And that was after the truffle shuffle. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that was mean, though. Like, don't make people perform bodily functions for you yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Bo- bodily shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I you did, don't want to do it. I did used to, like, for whatever reason, I have a really hard head. So, like, like I used to throw croquet balls up in the air and, like, bounce them off of my head. <laughs> Jeremy, As, croquet like, balls are hard. They're very hard. Yeah. Um, I could dent... Uh, I could dent frying pans on my head. I mean, I probably still could. I haven't tried in a while because, like, concussions and all that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't. The, like, the obvious question is why. My my friends used to do used to do that for me, like perform. Oh, because I like needed people to like. Because me. you would, yeah, yeah, you needed validation. Jumping yeah. off the roof, mm. you would do that. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, it was fun, and it was fun to watch with Rory because. To see it through a child's eyes was kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that nerd. All right. I guess the the only thing left is the question of the week is, which Goonie are you? We know Jeremy's answer, obviously. Yes. I think Um, that right now he would be um, Dita. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, he talks. None of my shit works. (laughs) <laughs> well, Dita's didn't either. That's true. Yeah, Sometimes, kind of works. Yeah. Like, hey, it works you for have seconds. <laughs> a device that shocks you awake. You are yeah, Dita. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have a, a um like a boxing glove on an accordion that shoots out from your chest? 
so. would just feel like there probably wasn't a lot of force behind that boxing glove but i don't i mean i'm not the he inventor, does have obviously. shelves built into a, a screen that's in a movie screen oh, that's in the garage and an electric fireplace yeah yeah you're definitely yeah. data <laughs> i'm sitting at a desk that's made out of an old filing cabinet and a console table that i found on the side yeah, of the road you're data you're data <laughs> yep yep hillary obviously is andy we know that yes. come on christy who are you oh that's hard i think Mm, probably I was probably Steph <laughs> growing up just like the follow around um I don't know what do you I guys s- think I don't know I see you a little bit of a as a Mikey a little yeah bit. yeah that's what I was gonna say I'll take it yeah <laughs> I think that's good I think I I definitely am a Steph like yes I'm not there for the romantic <laughs> conquest I'm the one who stands there and tells you what a dipshit you're, right? <laughs> you're like why am I here no, what am I doing Christy. here <laughs> I mean, I'm the person who's talking sense into the person who's making some choices that they should not be uh, making. And also, you know, I have glasses. So. Yeah. <laughs> Where were uh, you when I was denting frying pans on my head? <laughs> I would have put a stop to that one. <laughs> and yeah, and we want to know. I, I mean, I don't know. Does Can everybody easily um say which goonie they were if we ask that as question of the i bet our gen xers yeah if not there is a buzzfeed quiz to yes, tell we'll you which it. goonie you are i took it and it said that i was andy but that's because i picked the piano thing <laughs> yeah to, like yeah. Pick a whatever i I'm hate like, when no. it's just one question that puts it over the edge yep. yeah and it was the last question so i knew that the 10 questions before were all total time wasters mm-hmm. until it finally got to that one but, uh, yeah, we, we want to know which which Goonie would you be, or would you be Troy? Oh, um, oh, boo! It's a possibility. <laughs> if we have or a would Troy, you be Troy's father, don't want them to listen anymore. Yeah, they no. they're gone. They can't would, live. Maybe you would be Rosalita. Is she a Goonie? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rosalita. No Peterman. No Peterman. <laughs> hey, she saved the day. She, she did. Went, she went through all their stuff. God love her. Yeah, if you haven't seen it uh, and you want to, it's on HBO Max. And yeah. if you just download the Chrome extension HBO Max Speeder, it will allow you to watch it at like you know two or three X if you want to. Oh, good! Yeah, watch yeah. it with your kids. Can I, can I say? Yeah. Can I say that I'm a uh, what's the guy's name? Nerd Nada Data. Data. I'm a nerd. I'm a data. Uh, I'm a data with a chunk aesthetic. Oh, yeah. a chunk okay. rising. Mm-hmm. Yes, chunk <laughs> rising. <laughs> Damn, that was really I loved funny. his 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 plaid pants with his flowered shirt. That oh, was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's great. What a cute kid he is, and a, a handsome adult. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Do we move on to Tishi recommends, please. All right. I've got a very silly recommendation that I would recommend that you listen to. Maybe if you get a little high, because it was very funny to me when I was a little high <laughs> watching it. It's called 101 Places to Party Before You Die. Now, I will say that this is like, it's on HBO Max as well. It is sort of a throwback to like, if you ever watched, I don't know, the Travel Channel back in the day where it was like, oh, we're going to go to all of these places and show you these restaurants or whatever, places to drink and bars to go to. 
so I was like originally not interested because I'm like, what, what, why would I need that? And I also have Phil coming back. I don't need more like travelogues in my life. But um, the two hosts of this are um, John Gabris, who's I think is very funny. He's a comedian and he's been in a bunch of stuff. And um, Adam Pally, who was on. Oh, um, interesting. Uh, on uh, what call it? Happy, happy endings and yep. uh, the Mindy projects. Him. Yeah, he's really funny. Anyway, it's these guys like they just are like. I don't know. They just kind of like get wasted and go to these places and they're funny. Like they're actually funny. They're not like host funny. They're just actually funny and they're best. Well, they say they're best friends, but they are best friends or they uh, clearly know each other very well. So watching them go around kind of random places, like it doesn't seem they went to Richmond and one. I don't think of Richmond as a party town, <laughs> but uh, you know, they made it really, really funny. I haven't watched it all, but there are about eight episodes. And I watched the first three and I was laughing so much that I made Dave come in. I was like, watch this part. And he's like, okay. But he actually also thought it was funny. How so do we see this? It's HBO Max. Nice. Yeah. And so is this confined to the United States? So far? I, so far it is the United States. I, it was I, probably filmed during quarantine right or yeah, COVID. well yeah you can kind of tell there are some people wearing masks and some not so i and it looks like when i like googled it it said true tv so it, it looks like maybe it started off at something that was going to be on true tv and then hbo max whatever and discovery plus i don't you know all yeah, these I don't even mergers get... i rory asked me to describe a merger today because we were listening to npr and they were talking about the kroger albertson's merger and i was like <laughs> i I, can't, I don't have I we're going to get your flu shot. I can't just I can't describe have this right have now. Have them watch the movie Hook. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Oh, okay. That's how I understood. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, that kid this is another gem from him and I will end with my Rory stories. Today he I was saying I was proud of him because he made his own toast today. I, though I was not there and I'm pretty sure he used a knife to get the toast out but it's okay um and he jeremy can teach him how to cope with that (laughs) it'll wake him up (laughs) but he showed me he was like i like three on the toaster that's my favorite number like on the he said but that's not my favorite number i said well what's your favorite number he said it's eight well his birthday is on december 8th so okay fine and i was like okay and he said well do you want to know what my least favorite number is and i said of course what's your least favorite number and he said 127 and i'm like well, that's wow. kind of a weird number for you, that to be your least favorite number. Why? And I'm thinking, has he watched a YouTube about that movie, 127, 127 hours? <laughs> yeah, oh, God. No. And then he said, because it's a combination of numbers, that was Pearl Harbor Day. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh. Nerd. Oh. I'm like, you're such a nerd. I love you so much. Yikes. I was both like a little scared, but also like beaming at my little history nerd. So yeah. That kid is love it. something else. It, um, real quick, sorry. Walk. I know we're trying <laughs> to wrap this up, but when you were talking about bread, it reminded me of um, one of my favorite sayings of Captain Lee. Uh, <laughs> Life is like a shit sandwich. The more bread you have, the more shit you eat. I just love that. Really gives you something to think about. I, think. I really need to think about that. Yeah. I don't really know if I understand. I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear Anne's gears turning right now. She's like, how? What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> but did you did you hear me look at the ceiling and roll my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> they bounced off the ceiling. I keep trying down. to guess, but I can't get it right. You know, it's like I've screwed the pooch so many times. I should have a litter of puppies <laughs> running around. That's another Captain Lee one for you. Oh God! <laughs> All right, well, need to end this. <laughs> Everybody, that's good because I'm running out. <laughs> Stay tuned for a. F- 
an upcoming show called Below Dexperts, <laughs> where Jeremy and any uh, Hillary and any other people who Bobby watches Below Decks too. And I don't know, maybe I'll watch it. I'm not yeah. opposed to watching Below Decks if I get to experience those gems from Captain Lee. Watch Australia. Yeah. Just saying. I, I'm all about it. All right. But yeah. in the meantime, you can get involved with the show at thisshowhaseverything.com. You can join our Facebook group where we will be talking about which Goonies we are. And you can share your particular relationship to the movie The Goonies from 1985 when we were all impressionable youths. Some of us more youthy than others. Bobby was like negative. Mm-hmm. Well, Whatever. he can just sit in a corner and wait for his elders to. He's call thinking him. about mm-hmm. Angela Lansbury right now. So, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. His first crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. uh, the show Twitter is at Tishy Show, and you can email us at Show at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo to that uh, email address. We would love to hear from you. We always do. If you want to send us. Um, um, m- movies of the mice you have caught. Uh, I welcome those also, but put a trigger warning on it for Christy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, fax us your butt at 617-354-8513. And as always, your AOL keyword is T-She. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us. That was everything we have to say about the Goonies. Oh, and nope. remember, if your tip's in the ringer, it's because you put it there. <laughs> What tip, Jeremy? Tit. T-I-T. Oh, tit. Tit, yeah. <laughs>